It's your boy, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from where else? Two flights up from where else but the kitchen where I get my coffee from time to time. Although I do run on Duncan. We've talked about that before. Tommy D runs on Duncan. But I <laughs> cheers. I, I'm like, actually, you know what? Shout out to Cumberland Farms, Tammy. I was this morning. Um, I was I had a run to an appointment and I stopped at Cumberland Farms and I went to pay for my coffee and the lady said it's free. And I said, well, thank you very much. And she said, well, by the way, this show is philanthropy and focus, everybody. Um, but <laughs> she's like, she says, coffee's free. And I said, well, I don't understand. I said, is it always free? And she said, always on Fridays. So now I understand why I had a double park in that lot on a Friday morning. And they had like 30 spots. So anyway, good morning, Tammy. I'll, I'll tell people about the show. Let me say hello to you. How are you? Good. How are you? doing incredible i'm i'm really excited for today i i have a lot to say so let me say a bunch of stuff and then we will get into what we need to talk about today so first of all the show is philanthropy and focus everybody uh i am the nonprofit sector connector i just i i've given myself that title which really was not only given it to myself it gave myself a, a lot of responsibility which maybe we'll talk about some of that i mean just this morning i'm texting with two different friends of mine from nonprofit organizations that there's an opportunity for some collaboration and we were texting and I got to make a phone call happen. So, and you know, Tammy and I had a phone call yesterday with, with something that that could be beneficial for Girl Scouts of Suffolk County, which Girl Scouts of Suffolk County is my guest. Tammy Severino is my guest on the program this morning. You guys know this, you know how passionate I am about the nonprofit sector. You know how important it is to me. Nonprofits change our world each and every day. And if it wasn't for the leaders and the teams in these nonprofit organizations, many of the services that our communities depend on just don't happen. They don't exist. So that's my deal is two things every week is to help these folks tell the story and amplify their message. So for the reach that I have, whatever it is, how big it might be or how big it's growing into, I want to help people understand about nonprofits. One last uh, two, probably two or three more shout outs. But last yesterday I got to go, I went into New York City and I went to an event for the Institute for Nonprofit Practice, which is some coursework that I did uh, just last year, finished in June of, of this year, 22. And I got to meet with some of my folks from my cohort, actually got to meet with some of the alumni from the past, um, met my friend, Melissa McLeod, who we, we never met in person, but she's the re director of development with Harlem Grown, which has uh, farms around New York City and really helping uh, urban farming and really helping the communities. And she, she's actually, her organization is a finalist in the New York City Imagine Awards. So we met through that. And it turns out we both went to INP at separate times. I left that event, headed uptown to the Museum of the City of New York, which is an incredible place. I, I want to go back when it's open because a lot of the, what, to, what we could have saw was shut down. But my friend Kylie McGrain from A Moment of Magic, incredibly special organization. She's been on the program. I love Kylie. I love what the organization does. Uh, and I and I wore a tuxedo because it's a black tie sort of thing. Uh, so I like to wear a tuxedo sometimes. If you want to see the pictures, text me. I'd love to show you the pictures. <laughs> and um, that that organization, they go into the schools, like schools, excuse me, they go into hospitals and meet with children who are sick, and, ill children, and uh, they they're um, dressed as as princesses and superheroes, and they visit with these children. They play games, and such a special organization that Kylie founded. As an undergrad in Mount St. Vincent's, uh, I guess she's 27 years old now or something like that. And, and you know, it's a, I looked at Tammy, it's one of these things like we're nonprofit people, you and me, but I looked at the days I'm going to that gala 20 years from now. 
And, you know, this woman will be celebrating an organization that she created as a young person. So, I mean, this is the stuff we do. This is the the organizations that I hang with. All right. Without further ado, this morning I left my house early to go pick up this T-shirt, everybody. So if you're watching on Facebook, check it out. My T-shirt says, man enough to be a Girl Scout. I am a, I don't have any of those T-shirts that say, like, uh, girl dad. Although maybe I, I, because I am a boy dad, too. I got both. I got two and two. Uh, no full house, just two pair. I always say, you know, full house, full house beats two pair, but we're staying pat with two pair. That is, that's the end of that. Tammy, you and I know each other for such a long time. There's so many things I could read about Girl Scouts. Um, you've been a Girl Scout forever, your whole, almost your whole life, right? So we'll get into that. But I do want to just a couple things I want to say before we even jump in. It's like here's what I wanted to say. I looked this up. I'm looking it up again. Girl Guides of America was founded March 12th, 1912 by Julie at Juliet Daisy Gordon Lowe, Savannah, Georgia, right? Then almost simultaneously, the Girl Guides, there was another organization, right, that that merged with Daisy Gordon Lowe's organization. And that, that became the Girl Scouts of the United States. These two organizations merged together. But I mean, what the history of this, this is a 110-year-old organization. Yes, it is. Yeah. So uh, I want you to, once you, I want to hear from you today. I want to know your journey. I always ask my friends about what brought you to nonprofit. You and I know each other way before, you know, you were the CEO and are now the CEO of, of Girl Scouts. So I know you have a lot of experience, background in nonprofit, consulting with nonprofits around uh, storytelling and grant writing and the whole thing. So there's really a, a great arc that we can go through, but I want, I want to start where you want to start. And it might be a six-year-old girl <laughs> joining Girl Scouts and, you know, really bring co- co- becoming part of a life of service, because I will say, I'm trying to find the, the slogan here. Girl Scouts prepares girls to empower themselves and promotes compassion, courage, confidence, character, leadership, entrepreneurship, and active citizenship through activities such as camping, community service, learning first aid, and earning badges by acquiring practical skills. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start start at the beginning for me. Let's start. Let's tell the story. We got time. Sure. Um, well, I was in uh, first grade in Brooklyn, a new friend who had just moved in in the building next to mine. Um, her mom became our Girl Scout leader. Uh, she and I actually reconnected. We, we bumped into each other years ago and then reconnected uh, just... Um, I guess in 21 last year, uh, we got together for dinner with our husbands and she shared photos with me that show my mother's name, my maiden name, um, my phone number and address where I grew up as a little girl. It was the roster that her mother filled out of all the girls who were going to be part of our troop. And I'm still friends with most of them today. Uh, we're scattered around the United States and we're all doing really powerful things um, to, to benefit our communities and business and and um really in in a a way that i think makes a mark um you know that when you look back and you can say my life was fulfilled and fulfilling we're all in that space and and i don't think when you're six and you're going to see a historic property in brooklyn as a as a field trip that you realize the bonds that you are creating um we we 
Girl Scouts provides programs in such an age-appropriate, friend-inducing uh, type of space. It's a safe space that girls can talk about whatever it is they want to talk about so that those those connections form deep. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's, it's really a remarkable way for girls to find themselves in a girl-only space where they can test the waters on things that perhaps they would have been too nervous to try elsewhere. Um, but it's, it's knowing that everybody in that troop has your back. Uh, or if you're an individual, if you're a Juliet and you're doing your Girl Scout experience as a solo, or if we don't have a volunteer structure in a particular school district and we're doing it in the schools or in a community center, um, the girls who are part of your program week in, week out, that you are all, um, you're all sharing that opportunity of trying and and exploring and feeling your way and finding out who you are um, and whoever you are is okay. Um, so if you wanna go into something that is not traditionally female, have at it. But if you want something that is, that's great too, so that you can really be the person you are meant to be. And and so now when I look back and I think, wow, we did that when I was eight, we did that when I was 10 in our troop, um, I'm really so grateful for the girls that I met, the women they are today, and the fact that they're still in my life. Um, for my girlfriend's mom, who was our troop leader all those years, um, you know, corralling us and then letting us make the decisions as we got old enough to do so. And I, I was my older daughter's Girl Scout leader for several Several years. Um, I've been the cookie mom for my younger one uh, for her troop since kindergarten and watching her troop leader guide them, encourage them and watch as they grew to make their own decisions now that they're a little bit older. Um, so it's really it's an exciting piece to watch. Um, so I'm, I'm very proud that I went from um, Girl Scout to troop leader to um, board a board member for Girl Scouts of Suffolk. Then I became um, cookie mom. <laughs> so a title I still bear. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I was asked, we had a very long-term uh, CEO who retired. Um, and I was asked to step in shortly thereafter. Um, and we're, we're really reframing um, our council to position us to really move forward. COVID shifted so many things for so many organizations. We're really proud of the fact that we executed hundreds of programs virtually for girls, not just from Suffolk. We had girls as far as California logging into our programs, and we offered them at no charge for nearly the entirety of the uh, of the pandemic, so that girls could have that connection with with other girls. And now we're getting back to having camps. We're about to launch uh, camping once again on our, uh, on our properties. And, and we're just excited for girls to have that robust experience again. I love this. I mean, this is so cool. And, and I, I made a cute video earlier in the week and I said, you know, I uh, <laughs> right. So I was like, it was like, let me just look at my picture here. It was, I found like, uh, like almost like a, a legend, like a map. I was like, uh, Samoas, Thin Mints, Tagalongs, you know. I don't, I don't get to ask you what your favorite cookie is because I, I saw know. the video, so I know. Tagalongs, Tammy, those Tagalongs are bad 
bad news for me. Forget you about it. Yes, that's oh, if that's an open the box, eat the no. box. Moment. You know what? Look, I'm sure that I'm sure if I look at the serving size on a box of tagalongs, it is not the entire box. It's two cookies. Okay. So I have like, I don't know how many are in there. Maybe there's a couple dozen cookies in there, maybe 20. So I have 10 servings. Like, because they're so good and you can scrape the chocolate. I don't even, whatever. You know, everybody used to have those commercials, how do you eat a Reese's? Like, I could I could school everybody on how to eat a tag along the right way. But those are a good cookie. I will tell you about this. The s'mores. Now, this was not supposed to be about cookies, but the s'mores. I like sweet. But those cookies are so sweet they're really really sweet they're a new cookie you know and they sell people because i saw it. so i have been i i would not call myself a cookie dad i'm a dad who eats cookies so like <laughs> you're a cookie mom but i've been out in front of the supermarket helping out when i can and i i love watching you know especially so my older daughter's not a scout um a girl scout my my younger daughter is she's digging it and you know the stuff that you said like i really want to hit on this stuff because i think this is lifelong opportunities, lifelong habits that you're creating, trying to do things, exploring, finding out who you are, decision-making. You know, that's why I say cutely, kind of tongue-in-cheek, it's not just about the cookies, because it isn't. It's about so much more. It's about empowerment. It's about development. I know we're going to talk about STEM. It's about camping. It's about exposing these young ladies to different things that they would not even know exists, you know? And I, I'm, I have to guess that You've spoken at our friend um, Beth Buckheister's career day over the years, right? You work, do some work with Beth, right? You're connected with Beth. So I just think like a lot of what Beth, our friend Beth has an organization called Career Day Inc. here on Long Island. Everybody's been on the program, probably due to come back on the show. Um, and it, it, I lo- love that Career Day thing because it's bringing in an opportunity for young people who might not know that a couple different things may not see someone that looks like them doing a certain job. So they might not see themselves in that role, whether it be man, women, or, you know, person of color, they're just not seeing that. Um, So there's that certainly that exposure point. And I think that's what I'm feeling from what you're saying as well, is it's exposing these young people to something that they've never seen before and are not aware of. And empowerment is such a great word. And our, our other common friend, Renee Flagler, Renee Daniel Flagler, ED executive director of girls Inc of long Island. Um, same sorts of conversations, like exposing these girls, giving them empowerment, you know, and what something you said, we're supposed to go to break, but I'm going to hold off for a second because something else is about this whole thing where you talk about girls only. Is there something very empowering or comfortable where they're, you know, they can just do whatever. I, I went to an old boys public high school. I, excuse me. I went to an old boys Catholic high school. I went to a public school before that. And I think there was, there's a different thing, you know, I'm sure I know for a fact, there's certain things we lost out on certain, you know, just connections and whatnot, but there's also a different feel to it. So do you feel when the girls are alone and there's not that uh, the boy influence? It, it's Yes, we, we have research that's been done through GSUSA um, where it is shown that girls who are in a girl only environment are more willing to take risks and take chances into something they don't have a background with. Uh, they are more likely to answer a really hard math problem that they have the answer to, but they will defer in a co-ed situation. They will feel that empowerment so that when they go back into the co-ed situation, they know 
that they can well, do. They've already leveled up. They've already yes. gotten that. They got that that confidence, right? We are going to take a quick break, but they've gotten to that point where it's a. Di- I love that. Is so freaking cool. All right, we'll be right. Back. <laughs> it is because I see it. I understand conceptually, like why that would work because for all these reasons, historically and gender, whatever, like you know, people hold themselves back in certain situations to the point of answering the math question or whatever. I mean, isn't there so much research and history of, you know, where people will act less intelligent than they are to sort of fit in because they don't want to stand out and right. There's all this kind of stuff, right? It's difficult being a human being, man. It ain't easy. It ain't yeah. easy. No, complicated. No, it, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's also a lot of fun. This is philanthropy and focus. Tammy Severino, CEO of Girl Scouts of Suffolk County is with me. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. That's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to cut through the static. That white noise, that static. Cut through it, baby. Join me in the attic every Friday morning, 10 a.m. for certainly my favorite hour of the week, Philanthropy and Focus. Shout out to Mick Collins and shout out to my buddy, Nairikia White. Uh, Because, you know, if uh, that's how I got this T-shirt. Nairikia, we got together real quick this morning, just a quick T-shirt grab because I had to get the shirt for the show because I wanted it and she hooked it up. So, and it's funny, like it, if it wasn't for um, what, you know, the work, I, I met Nairiki when she was over at Girls Inc. of Long Island. And, you know, when Nairiki went over to, to Little Flower, she reached out to me one day and was like, Tommy D, I saw you doing something with the diapers and Heather Edwards and the Allied Foundation, the whole thing. She's like, I think there's something there that we can benefit from, from, from what I, Tommy D would say, like a strategic alliance, a connection. And, and then as a result of that, I, 
you know, like it, nothing happens without the connection. And it's kind of been my song there, Tammy, you know, nonprofits need connections. Nothing happens without that connection. And Narika and I had the phone call. I literally remember I was like sitting on my couch downstairs. I left the attic for a bit and I was on the couch and we were chatting it up. And then I went out and, and met a lot of the team at Little Flower and done a couple of days of service out there. And they are an incredibly special organization. And then I got a call from Little Flower and they said, would you play in our golf outing? And could you play with Dr. Sandra Lindsay, who is an incredible, become a celebrity now, but um, somebody that I am not a great golfer, but I was able to teach Dr. Sandra Lindsay how to play a bit of golf on the golf course at the Little Flower <laughs> golf outing just last month. So I, let's talk about that. Golf. I, there's before we talk about it. I want to, there's a couple comments I want to make, but thank you, Nairiki. Um, Hundreds of virtual events. I want to talk about that. You mentioned California. I want to say something. Last night, I met a couple of these young ladies who are uh, are college, are, are undergrads in college who are working in the program at a moment of magic. And they said, I kept asking them as we were chatting, and I'm networking because I'm always networking. I said, you know, are you on LinkedIn yet? Are you built out there building your professional network yet? Are you talking about this stuff yet? So I wonder... I, I, before we get into that, I want to ask you about golf. Like, do you get the girls into golf? I want to talk about them building their networks because I think it's important. But listen to these names. Queen Latifah. Um, Megan Markle. Gwyneth Paltrow. Carrie Fisher. And her mom, Debbie Reynolds. Mariah Carey. Laura Bush. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton, if I didn't say Hillary Clinton yet. Dakota Fanning. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Abigail Breslin is, but um, Abigail Breslin, Katie Couric, mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon, and Kristen Bell. All Girl Scouts. All Girl Scouts. You know that already, but the people didn't, but all Girl Scouts, right? Can I add a few? Please do, because I, I was going through a quick list. Yeah. 60% of the women, actually, I think it's 58% of the women serving in the Congress in the U.S. Congress, whether the Senate or the House. Um, Queen Elizabeth, who just passed, um, so of memory, she was a girl guide, which is, um, we're part of the World Association of Girl Scouts and Girl Guides. And that is Girl Scouting in all of the other nations outside of of the U.S. And so we have um, a remarkable list of alums. Um, because they go on to do wonderful things. Uh, so their names rise um, with, with the cream. And it's, it's um, a testament to the leadership, the skills, the confidence build that Girl Scouts provides and the friendship. So you're, you're a Girl Scout, you bring your friend along right. um, so that she benefits from it as well. Um, and there's there's a sisterhood about it. So uh, the, the highest awards programs that we do, um, it starts um, with our bronze award, which is done as a group. So the troop um, often does that as one large project, or sometimes they'll split into two. Our silver award, which you earn, uh, you complete that um, when you're going into high school. So by the end of September of your freshman year, you would have completed your silver either in a group or as an individual. And then you have the gold award, which is no easy task to complete. Um, it's a remarkable number of hours. The um, you're, you're solving a root problem in the community. 
are give so me an well- example. Yeah, like give me an example because I, I could tell that there's no like pushover here. This is like somebody has to either as a group or as an individual has to really do something to make an impact. It, it yes. again, not to compare, but just because what's coming to me. I was not a Boy Scout or a Cub Scout, but I, I understand, you know, Eagle Scout is a big deal for yes. uh, in the Boy Scout. That work. is the highest award for a Boy Scout. So Gold tell me- award is the highest award for a Girl Scout. It's an individual award individual. that cannot be done as a group. Okay. Um, you, have to, you have to have done something. Like I go, I hear like, oh, you know, Johnny just did his Eagle Scout project by building a barn at this farm on, on a nonprofit or something like that. So tell me about like what that looks like for, for this young lady to do the work. So for a Girl Scout who is going for her gold award, she is going to consider a root problem in the community that she wants to address. That could be homelessness. It could be um, the crisis of mental health. It could be uh, related to climate change. It could be um uh related to vaccinations it could be related to any number of you know so childhood illnesses any number of problems that are out there it could be um a social injustice um so it's she's going to pick a problem that speaks to her heart and how long does she have to to come up with her plan and the implementation of her plan and the action she has all through high school, she has to go through a journey, which is um, uh, an age appropriate experience that earns patch and that is uh, providing um, a certain amount of knowledge base. There's a few to choose from and she'll choose that journey and she completes that. And then she has to consider which projects she would like to do. There's documentation she has to um, put together as a proposal for that project. And then she would bring that to us. We would tell her where something she might need to shore up or know this is great. Um, And then she's assigned a volunteer mentor from Girl Scouts. Our volunteers are just the most amazing. Let me stop you one second. Of course, Mm -hmm. I want to hear about volunteers and mentors, but I want to understand that structurally. So, because I see, again, not until this conversation with you, I see, you know, the young girls, the cookies, you know, them getting my, my wife will take them. They're going to do a trip. We're going to go to the beach. We're going to do this event. We're going to do that event. Right. My wife, I guess is co-troop leader with, is that co-leader? Co-leader. Yeah. With with this group of, of girls. And um, now you're getting into a different level, what you're talking about, right? So now the council is involved and tell me structurally the council, what that actually represents, like what's it like your employees, what they do, what their roles and how they interact with the girls. Cause this sounds like this is not, you know, again, it's age appropriate. So now these girls have elevated. So it's not just let's clean up the beach. And I don't mean just clean up the beach, but it's not that anymore. It's a different, we've gone to a different level. Yeah, this is this is a project that has tremendous forethought, planning, structure. It's like I said, it's addressing a root cause. Whereas within the silver spectrum, we're looking at things that are sustainable. The project has to live on beyond the young woman. So here, so let's say her project's related to literacy. So she has to create a project that is going to address a literacy issue. Now that might be within her town or her school. It might be um, countywide. So our footprint is Suffolk County. We cover everything out to the end of the, the forks and up to the Nassau line. And then we hand it off to our sister council in Nassau County. Uh, we're among, we're two of, I believe, three 
single county councils in the entire country. There are some councils that cover an entire state or clusters mm. of different states. There are 111 councils in the United States covering all 50 states. And we have, and Nassar and Suffolk are, are alone. And then what about yeah. the boroughs? How does that shake out? Uh, the five boroughs are one council. That's Greater New York. Um, they do just remarkable work over there. They're covering a tremendous number of girls um, and they're providing amazing programs for the girls in those communities. Um, so we have we have uh, all the CEOs from throughout New York um, and a few of the surrounding states come together. We meet once monthly and we talk about different things that are going on, hand off ideas to each other and um, and really try and help lift each other. And I'm very grateful as as a very new CEO. I'm really grateful for that support that I get from them. 100%. I mean, listen, you know, we stand on the, what well, was it, Lincoln? We, we stand on the shoulders of giants, right? So, I mean, it's all about, look, success leaves clues. It's out there, right? Yes. Let's, yes. let's get together. The answer's in the room. It just might not be inside of your head. It's in, in that universal consciousness. So let's get from the others. So I do want you to talk about the mentoring. We do have to take another break. But sure. Mentoring. Um, and I, I obviously want to, how many girls is, does your council serve on in Suffolk County? We're serving right now about 12,000 and we are growing this year. We're already um, about 14% over last year. So, so know well, that we're going to be in a growth phase probably for the next three to five years at least. So you happen to know, I hate to put you on spot, but do you happen to know? total addressable number of girls that could be impacted by this i mean if you yeah yeah in suffolk county there's over 125,000 girls so uh, it's a little over that number and and so we are trying to reach out to more and more of them of course looking also at more volunteers because the more uh volunteers we have serving in that troop model the more girls in a given school district we can we can um serve but for those where we don't have access to the volunteers we're going into their communities via their schools via their community centers because we want to make sure that we can reach every girl who wants a girl scouting experience all right before we go to a break let's just say somebody's listening to this program and says mm -hmm. oh man i thought about girl scouts i'd love to get my daughter involved or i'd like to run a troop and have my daughter involved how sure. do they go about doing that? They can either call our office at 631-543-6622 and ask for the membership department, and they will uh, get to speak to one of our specialists who can help them go through that whole process. Or they can go to our website, um, HTTPS uh, colon backslash backslash www.gssc that's girl scout suffolk county dot us and then go into the section for um for uh joining and uh and, and volunteering and it'll show you exactly uh what to do um and if you get stuck just call and we'll we'll help you through that Good. So call that number. We'll put it up again. We'll share it. Mick Collins already shared it out there. And Iriki is on Facebook too. So, so let's just say before we go to break, if we had somebody who said, Hey, I want to write a check to Girl Scouts of Suffolk County, who would they call for that? They would contact, they can call that same number and ask for the development department. They will get Nairikia, who has just joined us, Nairikia White, um, as our director of fund development. And we're so excited to have her on board. Um, or that's they can go win. to. That's a big, you know this, I don't need to tell you. I know, that's a big win. I did, I did <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy about it. Yep, no uh, doubt. And, 
And then the alternative is they can go right to that same website and click on the donate button. And there's a form they can fill out and they can make a contribution um, right on the spot. All right. And it's been shared on Facebook. And if Wonderful. you're not, if you're not seeing it on Facebook, here's what it is. www.gssc.us, right? Yep. US. All right. We'll take a break. We'll go to, we'll be back. 90 okay. seconds. Thank you. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. <laughs> so, so listen, you got to love technology because it's so funny. All right, Tammy, our friend Nairiki wants to take a screenshot, a picture of us smiling. So <laughs> let's do it now, Nairiki. Okay. <laughs> got to love it. Text messages. All right. Hope you got it. If you didn't, text me again. All right. So look, I, I, I had forgotten this. I'm on LinkedIn checking things out, just your background and stuff again. And I'm like, I had forgotten that you were involved with Best Buddies International in the past. I sit on the, the New York City, New York, New York, uh, Long Island, New York City advisory board for Best Buddies. Love Best Buddies. Our family foundation, Lindy Lou Foundation, has has done some cool stuff with them, opening up school programs on Long Island. I want to just go before I, I want to jump into your camps. I want to jump into the STEM and programming, but I just want to know, you know, it, it probably you probably can't separate the fact that you got into some of the service work you've done in nonprofit because of Girl Scouts. It's funny that you end up at Girl Scouts, right? But like you were, was it a family thing, service work? What kind of drew you to our world, nonprofit, our sector? I guess um, my, my mother was involved with, um, with some local community programs when I was growing up and uh, one of them in particular, I've always been a bit of a fashion hound and my mom used to go to the annual fashion show. And okay. if you sold enough tickets, 
the the you got your ticket in at no cost. So if okay. I wanted to go, I was selling tickets. Oh, hustle. All right. So, so um, I was not going to be kept from a fashion show. So I always sold my share so that I got to go with her. Um, and and I got to see women who kept um, community work at the heart of their home. Um, so that was something that was, that I think was ingrained in me as a kid. Um, and then being part of Girl Scouts, uh, being part of community service groups in high school and in college. Um, and then when I came out of school and wasn't a hundred percent sure which way I was going to go, if I was going to go back and go on for uh, law school or, or start working. And I landed in a nonprofit organization and um, it just sort of held me there because the, I, I had that realization of um, certain friends who after work, they were tired, they were putting in long hours to, you know, to make their name. And they were trying to do community work because what they were doing during the day wasn't feeding them in here. And I was getting that um, I, I was getting that fill up every single day, knowing that whatever I was doing was benefiting someone um, in the community. And so that I realized that was my direction and that's where I belonged. Uh, thank you for the sh that share, because I'm telling you, this just happened to me last night. I was walking out of this event uh, and I'm walking down like to, to get my car and I'm like um, Park Avenue, like in the 50s. Mm -hmm. So if that frame of reference, it's an interesting, wealthy part of the town, everybody, if you don't know that area. So, so I'm walking around and I'm just like looking, I'm looking in the shops and, and things like, you know, like there's not a lot of stores there, but you know, there's like a gallery. I was looking in the window. It's late night. It's like late 1030 last night. And I was just thinking, I was like, yeah, man, a lot of people who live up here, you know, they probably work, maybe they work in finance and they, maybe they, they might probably very good living. They're wealthy folks. And then, you know, and then they, they, maybe they're on a board or something like that of a nonprofit. And it's just, just hitting me. And I'm going like, I live this stuff all day long. Like these yeah. folks sometimes like have to like, you work all your whole life. And then when you're later in life, you can maybe do the thing, the charity thing, right? Like, okay, in my retirement, I'm going to consult with nonprofits or whatever. And like, it's pretty cool that we hang out with these people who are making changes every day. And like, that's where we want to be. Like, you know, you make a choice, you make a choice of who you want to surround yourself with. And like, I don't, I gotta be honest. I don't know that when I said I wanted to spend so much time in nonprofit that I really understood, like it would be what it is, but like, I, I dig this, like everyone I talk to all day long is making an impact. Like, yeah, that, that's, and that's what I love about what I do, right. because not only do I have the most remarkable team working at Girl Scouts, whether they're working with the troops or they're in our shops or they're working on product sales, which is our cookie and our nut program, the biggest entrepreneurial program led by young girls in the world. Um, so we have a great team, but we have amazing volunteers as well, whether they're serving on the board or on a committee or they're managing a troop uh, or they're working at our service unit level, which is like our school district level, that uh, they're giving remarkable amounts of time. And so for me, I get to work with people in the best place in their heart and soul. And so it's, it's just such a rewarding experience for me to do what I do. 100%. And, you know, I, I had this kind of, I have this battle internally about like how historically our sector has not been able to do the right thing by employees as much as we want to, 
you know, and I don't like it. And I'm going to get on my soapbox, but I don't like that. This is a thing that this is okay. In other industries, it would not be okay that our people are, you know, are not compensated at a high level. If you go to, right. So, and again, because I'm, because of my business and when the employee benefits business, I'm in these conversations oftentimes with leaders of nonprofits, but it, it kind of like, I'm tired of the hat in hand thing. I'm tired of the charity angle of, of all nonprofits. It, these are social causes that need to be funded correctly, you know, that need to be taken care of. I promise I'm stopping everybody. You don't want to hear me rant. We'll rant later on. Text me. I'll tell you all about how I feel about this. But the bottom line is, I think we meet, we, I think I know, forget it. I know we need to make improvements in these areas. You know, others, other industries wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't say, hey, we use such a tiny bit of our budget, right? You know, because, but it's, there's this whole thing with philanthropy and funders and grants and all this stuff. So you and I know a lot of this and I talked to, but there needs to be changes. There needs, we need to see change in these types of things. I don't want to put you on the spot to make you have to answer from all the stuff I just said. It was something I felt like our people need to be taken care of better in this space. We try, we're trying to do our very best in that regard. If our, if our folks are, you know, they've been working on weekends and whatnot, uh, you know, at, at, uh, recruitment events and, uh, girl council events that are, you know, designed to enrich with programs. Um, I try and give them back a day because yeah. they do need to take care of their homes and people have to food shop and they have to have a chance to catch their breath. 100%. And so I, I, um, I try to, uh, keep that front of mind yeah. um through covid we were closed work everybody was working remotely and now obviously we're back in the buildings um but what we've done is we've um we've instituted for all the positions that can be hybrid uh for folks to be hybrid whether they're full-time or part-time um so there's only a handful of positions that by the nature of what they are have to be at the property um but for those who um who can be hybrid they choose whether they'd like to be um and if it gives them better work life balance then for me i feel that um that's helping to do our part in that regard too yeah i mean benefit doesn't always necessarily have to translate to more money or higher benefit or something like that it can translate to fringe certain things it can be quality of life yeah man that's what we have to have we have to have quality of life i i we're going to move on to something different for a second but i would i could speak to you for hours about the things we were just talking about okay. i want you to tell me about camps i want you to tell me about programs sure um so our camps um, camp is one of our, our, our most amazing programs. Uh, we serve several hundred girls and we are looking to expand it out next summer. Um, it'll be a nine week program as well. Our camp is one where you can come all summer long or you can pick and choose the weeks that best work for, uh, for your girl to go. Uh, it is an all girl camp. Uh, we serve girls, um, who are elementary school age. So once they've completed kindergarten, um, they are, um, enrollable in our camp. Um, we go up, we'll have CITs. So those are some of the older girls. We do trips, we have swimming. We are on the San Susi Lake at our uh, Camp Edie property uh, in Bayport. It's beautiful camp. Um, and we have wonderful uh, activities. We incorporated yoga this summer to try and uh, institute some of that mindfulness. Uh, we have trips for the girls. Um, they're in pedal boats out on the lake, uh, as well as, you know, swimming and crafts. And we have theme weeks. So whether you're coming for the Harry Potter week, uh, yeah. or other things like, you know, other, other of our, um, really popular, um, our STEM week, 
uh, other themes are uh, designed to draw girls with different interests so that they're they're getting to experience camp in a really meaningful way. And we are um, a pretty reasonable camp and we have scholarships for those who need them so that, um, again, if if you are looking for a camp experience and and the only thing standing your in your way is cost, we work with those families with scholarships. All right. So no no girl or volunteers ever turned away from Girl Scouts. That's what I'm looking at on one of my notes for the for this. No girl. And I don't know if we can share it on the show, but we're gonna go to break. But maybe you tell me when we get back if we could share it. But really what it would cost to sponsor a girl for a year. Okay. So we'll talk about that when we come back because you and I talked about it yesterday or the day before. So because to me it's like um well someone should do that <laughs> like, it's like really that's it that's what it would cost we'll talk about that when we come back i want to talk about i whatever you can speak to about this major campaign that might be going can we talk about that type of stuff that campaign uh, sure, okay good sure. i didn't know okay so i want you to hit on that because the last part of the show is always who do you need to meet who can we connect you with what do you need and what do you have coming up? So if there's events coming up, if there's a gala, if if there's a, a campaign, as we might talk about, and then who can we connect you with? This show is called Philanthropy and Focus. I'm called Tommy D. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. So I make the trip up every Friday morning. I climb up a couple flights of stairs to my attic to do this show called Philanthropy and Focus. And Focus, as you know by now, starts with a PH. That's because that's just what it is, man. I grew up in like, you know, late 80s, 90s. We fat PHAT was something we used to say. That's fat, man. That's fat. And uh, I like alliteration. So it's funny when I was reading the background of this organization, there was a lot of C's. You know, it was like character and commitment. And like, I was like, I, I meant to say it before. All right. So here's the thing. Before we jump into 
what's going on, what's upcoming, what do you need, how can we help? Two quick questions. Do three quick questions. Do you eat Girl Scout cookies, Tammy Severino? <laughs> if I'm not on a diet, yes, I'll have a cookie. <laughs> Let's pretend like that day and then the cookies. Okay. Which, what is your, if you had to stack rank cookies, top three? Okay, so if I have a cup of hot tea with me, it's a trefoil because I dunk. Because you so, dunk. Now, trefoil is just that sour. Simple shortbread uh, cookie. Shortbread, not so, sourdough. You know, if you want okay. clean and classic, it's the shortbread cookie. Got it. Okay. Um, I do love a Samoa. I have a sweet tooth. Yeah. Those uh, got me though. As my teeth got older, I had a problem because they're very they're like chewy and sticky. Yeah, because that's it's got caramel and coconut and chocolate. So that's yeah. that's a that's a rocking cookie to me. Um, and then I do like the dosi dos, which are the um, it's the other peanut butter cookie, not the one that you like with the chocolate. Oh, it's like it's like an Oreo. It looks like, like an Oreo, but like it's it's a, like peanut well, yeah. Butter. I like to break those apart. So, and yeah, mm-hmm. so you oh, get yeah. that whole Oreo break it apart effect. Yep. But so those are my three favorites, depending on my mood. It's so, funny. I was I was talking to some folks the other day. Actually, probably was a gang I was shooting a video with about this show, and they're like, "Yo, Thin Mints, you got to go to Thin Mints." Like back in the day, like. There was not a lot of cookies. I, I maybe I don't know how. Do you know? Did you sell cookies? Did they sell cookies when you? They had them back. Back. Okay. So were there only? It's easy on how far stopped, back I that goes. I stopped myself. I knew I was going the wrong direction. <laughs> I said, eh, "Put on the brakes." So you sold cookies. We'll just say. Yes. And what did? What was the best seller? Was it? Thin Mints, and is it still Thin Mints, you think? Thin Mints is definitely a top seller. I think Thin Mints and Samoas are the two yeah. top sellers. Yeah. Tagalongs, though, people who love tags like you, yeah. they're hardcore. It's like, it's oh, yeah, no, forget it. Yeah, so. like, seriously, I, I mean, yeah, I can leave them on the front seat of my car and, like, go to, if I was driving out to Comac to visit you, they're empty from, from you know, from exit 39 out to Comac. Boom, gone, yeah. cookies disappeared. We have, I mean, it's funny we, when I, um, will I'll see on like the, the school, the mom's page for my, for my kids, um, people after the sale, I'm looking for, and they'll rattle off exactly how many boxes of each one. And you see cookie moms from different troops tagged in yes. that post. And you know that there's like clandestine cookie swapping going on that's that's part of the you know that's part of of how the parents are helping but it's really designed for the girls to sell when my daughter's troop was selling they they got out there in front of the table at their booth sales and they pitched it out to you know uh, whether it was a grandparent or parents or some you know just a parent a a person walking along telling them oh what kind of cookies do you like well we have these and uh, hey listen man no no better skill set than learning to connect with people and sell right totally now i i want you to answer all the other questions so but i want to do one quick funny thing uh-huh. melissa mccarthy in that movie do you remember did you see that movie where she was selling cookies yeah yeah she was like, she was like a, a Badass business lady, and uh-huh. then, and it, that, and, and that, she ended up, yeah, she ended up yeah. a troop leader. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. I don't think they were Girl Scouts. They probably called them something else. But it was. It was. We knew what they were doing. All right, I don't know the name of that movie. I'll find it maybe for you. Mick Collins, Melissa McCarthy, Cookie Movie. Let us know what it is. <laughs> Put it on Facebook. I know I can count on Mick. All right. So what's upcoming? Talk to me about STEM. Sure. Take it away. So at our Yapan camp, 
uh, Camp Sebago, we have the Discovery World STEM Center. And uh, through COVID, that camp has been closed. We are looking to renovate that the, the camp property, but we're um, doing some repairs and things from, from just being closed for a little bit so that the STEM Center reopens. And we are really excited. We just found out this week, um, we were looking for uh, roughly $200,000 to, to bring more state-of-the-art equipment back into the building and to expand it out in different ways, new technologies that girls um, have expressed interest in or that we know are careers of the future. So giving them the opportunity to um, to touch and feel and work with. Um, and we have received 50% as a matching grant. So we are looking for, we have to raise $100,000 um, and this foundation will match us dollar for dollar to $100,000 and give us the funds that we need. Not It's not just the STEM center. Our STEM center is on one level, but our downstairs, we're going to create an arts center so that girls are learning arts that are, that they can learn to connect the dots between that art piece and a career. So graphic design, video editing, um, sculpting and, and potter and, and potting, uh, the potter's wheels. Yeah. Um, All right, so I got to pause right now because yeah. Nairika, you know where I'm going. I sit on the board of spirit of Huntington art center. We need to get you out there, Tammy Severino to come for a visit. We'll meet with Michael and Diane and team of spirit. I mean, yeah. they have an incredible artworks program for uh, individuals who are aged out of school with intellectual and developmental disabilities. I was just telling the story last night because I ran into a woman who used to own an art gallery in New York city. And I'm like, man, if we focused on all the things I sucked at, people <laughs> would say I had different needs. Right. But cause I suck at most things, but there's like three or four things. Like I'm like a champion at, right. So why the hell don't we just focus more on what people are good at and stop focusing on what people are, are, deficient in so that is my call you need to read strength finders 2.0 that is that's that's their whole concept that five core strengths don't pour up what you're weak at focus on what you're strong at so you can be excellent at it and it's so funny so and it's because like like i remember growing up working at adp and they were like you have to work your bank channel your cpa channel your clients prospecting and if you were not good at something they said focus on the thing you're not good at that's dumb now that's 15, no, it's more than that. It's probably 18 years ago now. But that was like a thing. That was like a mentality. Like, no, don't, don't actually focus on that. Go, you're really good and you're in the flow doing this. Go do that. My point is there's a young man from Best Buddies who now works for the NFL. He has intellectual developmental disabilities. He's a statistician for the National Football League and he does incredible work. That is his thing. That's his mojo. That's where he flows. So you and Nairika and I are going to go out to Spirit of Huntington because we've got to talk art because that leans into the STEM that you're talking about. The movie is The Boss. I knew I could depend on Collins. It's The Boss with Melissa McCarthy. I'm going to watch it this weekend because she makes me laugh a lot. So, all right. So what about events? Okay. So events, we have our holiday light show. The hundred thousand. How do they get to us with that? Oh, so for the hundred thousand, the best way is give us a call. Ask for Nairikia, 631-543-6622. Ask for Nairikia White or ask for me and yep. I'll get on the phone with you. Um, if there's a particular area, if someone wants to underwrite a piece that's in mathematics or or they want to underwrite the computers that the girls will use, yep. they want to underwrite um, the 
a, a particular piece of technology or a different space, like the engineering or um, or the uh, the math piece of it, that's fine. So yes. we, we want to meet people in a way that their give is going to be most enriching for them too. Um, if, it's, if it's something within the arts, we can talk about that as well. And we're going to craft a real state of the art place that girls can come with their troops, that programs will run council-wide um, on weekends and in evenings, and that we might even be able to get some schools in so that we're we're bringing this um, we're, we're making it accessible to kids who are otherwise in more economically disadvantaged communities and don't have that fingertip readiness to this kind of technology, this kind of arts. And, and that's going to be what brings them to a different place in their adult life is, is education and then being able to get into those Access, Access too. Access. All right, hit me. Access. We got one minute left. Hit me with the light show. Holiday Light Show. It's our largest fundraiser of the year. We're at Smith Point Park. We are there from the Saturday following Thanksgiving all the way till the 30th of December. It is a one mile light display and new this year at South Haven Park, just a few moments away. Uh, we have a walkthrough uh, Enchanted Forest. Take pictures with Santa until the holiday and then he'll have, we'll have someone else there for photos. You can get s'mores. There's a huge fire pit, life-size games. You can uh, get food and have have a, a picnic there it's going to be a wonderful lighted experience really designed for families for for friends to come and and it may be cold out but your heart will be warm from the experience <laughs> i i don't like being cold so i'll be bundled up but i will be there. <laughs> and you can go through the drive-thru i'll, I'll definitely go through the drive-thru. I, like, I like a drive-thru so, right, um, give us one more time the website and the, and, the, and the 631 number okay so it's um www.gssc.us is our website and uh, 631-543-6622 and thank you so much tommy thank you so much i appreciate you i appreciate your friendship i i am excited to go to the light show i'm excited to again it's not just about cookies but i am like a cookie monster so i'm excited that cookies will be here soon when do cookies start to when do we cookies start at the top of the year right now we just kicked off our fall product sale so we have magazines we have nuts chocolate Chocolates, okay. uh, all kinds of goodies I like, like that. I like chocolates as well, so we have to get that. All right, we do have to leave it there, but I want to say this. Nairiki is telling me we're also planning to welcome specialists that, to facilitate programs at the STEM yes. Center. So yeah. if you're in IT, if you if you can train people, come out, do that, connect with Girl Scouts. Also, 18,000 vehicles came to the light show last year. Let me know when they're not all going to be there because I would like to drive. To <laughs> Obviously, weekends are busier, but so yes. come during the week if you prefer. Sammy, so. thank you. Everybody, thank you so much. Thank this you. show is Philanthropy and Focus. So appreciate it. Get a great day. I'll see you guys later on. Thanks, Tammy. Bye. Bye. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. 
While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.